Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jill Bennett sitting in for Simi Sarah. Well, if you have ever had to navigate the long-term care system in BC, you know it can be very complicated, there can be delays, and it can be difficult to even get a diagnosis for a loved one. That is something that has happened to my next guest. And joining me to talk about how this unfolded is Dan Cripps, a Vancouver resident currently caring for his mother who is living with dementia. Dan, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thanks for having me on. Well, how did this all start? Uh, well, as as one does, my mother was you know, obviously getting older and older and started falling down a lot, and every couple of months was falling to the point where she had to be uh, taken by ambulance to, to Lionsgate Hospital to undergo a series of tests and whatnot. And during that process, her mental health started to decline. I think every time she fell, she she hit her head, so the dementia continued to get deeper and deeper. And the the process for getting a diagnosis of dementia is complicated because you have to send that person to somebody that knows her. So in this case, my uh, or, or the family GP who we've used for probably thirty years, but his uh, caseload is about four months delayed. So it took four, maybe even five months to to see my GP and have him put my mom through a series of mental health tests and. You know, he said, yes, obviously she's showing signs of dementia, but because I'm not a, a geriatrician, I can't diagnose her with that officially. So it's very hard to get that diagnosis. Um, but then the, the last time she fell, she had to stay in Lionsgate Hospital. And the process of just moving her from the hospital to somewhere where she could have long-term care is, I'm not going to say disastrous, but it's, it's kind of comical because... She was in the hospital for four weeks and didn't really need to stay there. She couldn't really walk, but she couldn't really think for herself too well. And she should have gone right to a a care home, but there's no care homes available. So she had to eventually uh, be sent to her own home where she lives alone, but she can't be alone. So they assigned 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week care for her. Um, but the process is, is tough because there's so many different people involved. There's Coastal Health, there's Lionsgate Hospital, there was a care worker assigned to her previous to her actually going to the hospital. And the, the issue is the, the different parties, they're all wonderful people, but there's no system in place to communicate. So the hospital would have one series of, of rules and people that kind of knew what they were doing, even though they switched out every week she had a new doctor, I guess, just the way the system rotates. Um, and they wouldn't communicate necessarily with her care worker. And then when she was assigned people to uh, an independent company to take care of her on a 24-hour-a-day basis, they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. And then when it came time to transfer to a long-term care home, there was no communication there either. So the, the people are great, but there's just too many people involved in the process. And to say the left hand doesn't communicate with the right hand would be an understatement. There's, there's many left hands and many right hands, and it just doesn't seem to be 
a commonality where people can communicate with one another. And that's, that's the challenge. And uh, I, your frustration, I think, is shared by so many other people, unfortunately, that have gone through similar scenarios. Uh, and it sounds like part of the two two of the main issues was getting that diagnosis, getting an official uh, doctor, uh, a gerontologist, somebody to give you the the give your mother the diagnosis, but then also finding a space and that critical shortage of spaces. There's a huge shortage shortage of space, and I guess there's there's two lists. There's the list you put an elderly person on so he or she can eventually get into long-term care. And then there's what they call the emergency list, which is somebody who needs to go now, who can't be at home, shouldn't be in the hospital, needs long-term care. But that wait list is, is, is two to three months, and you don't you can choose your top three preferences, but they say it's the you know, first bed available, which could be anywhere, you know, in, the, in this case, anywhere in Vancouver Coastal Health. Uh, we lucked out and found a place in Vancouver. She, she's from North Vancouver, so fairly close. And frankly, that just happened yesterday. And I got a call uh, 24 hours beforehand saying, hey, we found a place for your mother. Move her tomorrow, which is great. But I, I have a two-seater car. Uh, she can't walk. So the, even, even that process is, so thank you for finding me a space. How do I get her there? Well, you just have to get her there. You could take a taxi. Like, that's an option, but it's kind of hard to put a, you know, an, a, an older person who can't walk into a taxi, and you know, it's it's a process for sure. And I think, as somebody who hasn't gone through this process before, as many of us or most of us haven't, we just we don't know what we don't know, and there's so many questions that. During the process, you have to figure out for yourself. For example, we need to bring in a hospital bed for her. Okay, great. How, how do I do that? Well, you have to be there tomorrow go deliver it at noon. Well, I don't live in North Vancouver. I'm not there tomorrow at noon. I have to go and rent a truck or hire a mover to clear out her bedroom to make room for a new hospital bed. And then simple questions. Does it come with bedding? What, what What's the procedure for... For it arriving, how does my mother get get home when she goes to the long term care home? What do I have to bring? These these things just aren't made clear, and you don't know what questions to ask until you really are asked those questions yourself. Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? I don't know. I've never done this before. Right. And Dan, do you think would it help? I mean, does does that would that have changed had had she gotten the dementia diagnosis diagnosis sooner, or or what else do you think needs to change to make this so families are able to navigate this system? I think there needs to be one entity involved that say oversees the whole process, but one person to communicate with all the parties. So if she's in hospital and Lionsgate Hospital's in charge, that's great. But that's not the entity that's that was assigned to her as her care worker. And it's not the entity that's going to be taking care of her at home. And it's not the entity that's going to be uh, the long-term care facility. There needs to be one person that communicates with all four of those different groups that coordinates the effort and it lets the family know what's going on. And 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 again, I've, we've talked, unfortunately, to others that have been in, in this scenario and, and have raised other concerns as well. Have you talked to the healthcare providers or asked anybody why, why it's like this and, and if there is that potential for changing things? I did, and I think there is, but it's... 
And when I, when I spoke with the care worker, she said, yeah, I guess there's a bit of a gap in communication between the hospital and the care facilities or the party that's uh, responsible for taking care of her at home. And I think sending somebody from the hospital to their home because there's no beds available is a relatively new uh, process that hasn't quite been figured out. And putting myself in or seeing my mother yesterday when I had to move her to the long-term care home, you know, obviously she didn't want to go. She wanted to be at home. And I just said, Mom, this, this is your new home. And you can't be at home anymore because somebody has to be there to take care of you 24 hours a day. And there just isn't, you know, that's not practical. It's not even fair for uh, a person to be, you know, to have to be with another person 24 hours a day. And, you know, frankly, she should have went from the hospital to a care facility and not made that, that step at home where, you know, she just slept or sat and stared at the TV for the entire time she was there, but it, it's unfair to be moving people around. She should have went from the hospital to a care home. It just wasn't available. So we, you know, we obviously need more facilities for for older people. The population is is clear, clearly aging. There's more and more people needing needing help, and we need. You know, we there's, there's so many inefficiencies in the system. I guess that. You see so much money being wasted on too many people being involved in a situation like this where if it was a private business, it would just it would run better. There's things you see, you know, for example, we brought in two months worth of medication to the care facility yesterday, and they, they won't use that because it doesn't come from their doctors. Well, that, that's just a waste. Right. There's so many things that could be done better, could be done more efficient. And you know, even trying to get that that diagnosis of dementia, waiting months to see my GP, when it turns out he couldn't actually give that diagnosis. Well, let's cut the GP out of that and put it into the hands of somebody who can actually give it that that diagnosis without having to go to the GP first. It just seems like a wasted step and a, a waste of time and a waste of money. All right. Well, Dan, I appreciate you so much raising these concerns and pointing these out. We are right out of time, but thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. All appreciate right. it. That is Dan Cripps, a Vancouver resident, caring for his mother with dementia.